and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, from beautiful Omaha, Nebraska, the heart of Nebraska football country, uh, by my grandpa, Husker Dan. Uh, grandpa, how are you doing today? How How is the... Uh, How's the house? How's the weather? Uh, what'd you eat well, for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we get we're getting the same thing that you all are getting is a lot of wind, just unbelievable. Um, I've not been out in it, but I've just heard it and felt it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, your walls uh, are collapsing in your house. <laughs> yeah. It uh, but we don't have snow, uh, which a lot of That's people good. uh can appreciate. But yeah, it's just um uh springtime in nebraska and i suppose in fort collins is you know you get so much changing this time of year going from cold to warm to hot to, you yeah. may get that all in one day yep yeah like on yesterday on friday on friday we had um it was like no sorry thursday it was like 80 something degrees yesterday was 70 and now right now it's like 49 and it's like 22 mile an hour gusts of wind so i don't know um but <laughs> living in colorado for uh, 14 years i've gotten used to it so yeah but uh i had another game to ref this morning so but we remember gloves this time in a long sleeve shirt so yeah uh, <laughs> no voice no voice to text was needed um but uh yeah so we have a few things we want to talk about on the uh yeah we got a lot of stuff to talk about That's true Sorry, not a few. I should say a lot. There we go. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with real quick. The uh, women's softball team finally cracked the uh, top 25. Maybe who the, the pollers listened to our episode from last week. And they're like, <laughs> hey, those guys make a really great point that some of these teams have really bad records and Nebraska's not in our top 25 yet. But so Nebraska goes from not ranked to 21st in the uh, in the division one uh ncaa softball rankings uh oklahoma's still at the top they're they they just lost to texas though however and uh to end their like undefeated season thus far but they're still far and away um have the best record and um one thing we, we don't have we're not gonna spend too much time on nebraska softball since we talked about them a lot last week and we'll talk about them more as we get into the big 10 tournament and then the cw or oh, would it be the wcws is that i uh, I don't know. We yeah. just make them. We'll we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, but uh, yeah, the the we'll we'll talk about Nebraska softball a little bit more. But um, with the rankings thing, I don't know. I don't know. Like some, you always get like crazy upsets and stuff like that. But I think Missouri was ranked uh, in. It's on the ESPN app as well. I was looking at before uh, we came on the show, or at least before I was talking with Grandpa. And I was looking at scores from other NCAA softball games. Um, and I think it was Missouri and they were ranked 12th or something like, no, sorry, Kentucky, Kentucky was ranked 12th, uh, on the, on the D one softball website. It says 13th right now. It might've changed a little bit midweek, but anyway, they were ranked 12th and they got uh, mercy ruled by an unranked Missouri team. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, as I said last week, I don't watch softball, so I don't know. Uh, if that just bad game or whatever, but anyway, I just thought that was funny. Uh, and then, well, I didn't need to make one correction about the uh, Nebraska men's baseball team. I said last week that BYU was eight and 30. Uh, that is not correct. BYU is a better team than that. Um, I, I think I was looking at their like hits to at bats number because I was looking at the stats during the game, but I just wanted to correct that. I think BYU does have a winning record. Yeah. So 21 and 15 overall. So Nebraska playing them close wasn't, 
bad, but it also wasn't good that they couldn't get the 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 win. So yeah, lost um, uh, yeah. four games by one run. Yeah. So that's that's kind of unacceptable for the Nebraska baseball team. But we've had enough misery with them. Uh, and well, they're they're sitting in mid pack in the Big Ten still, which is surprising to me, but we'll see um where, where it ends up. And um, yeah, so one thing that happened midweek for Nebraska football that we wanted to talk about real quick was uh, Casey Rogers entering the transfer portal. So Casey Rogers plays on the D line for Nebraska. He is, um, he's a, how many years has he, how many years did he start before um, this year? Did he, was he a like three year starter? Well, he has two years of eligibility. That's all. Uh, you know. That's all you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think, I, I mean, but Nebraska's are the reason that this matters a lot is that Nebraska's already weak at the defensive line spot and having talent like Casey Rogers leave is not going to help us at all. Um, so we were going to bring in uh, O'Shawn Mathis from TCU. We're still working on that. Do you know anything more about that, Grandpa? I know you, that we didn't really prepare too much to talk about Casey Rogers. We just want to touch on it a little bit. But, well, he's, he's um, out at Texas. They, apparently their spring game is today, and he's down there. So Nebraska and Texas are one and two. I don't know what order. Uh, okay. You know, I, and I don't know what the situation is at Texas, what their defensive line uh, is, excuse me, is like. Um, he's certainly – you know, O'Shawn certainly could play at Nebraska, excuse me, at Nebraska and play quickly. Uh, yeah. So, um, there wouldn't be any, uh, you can't deny that uh, the opportunity and and I think NIL offers a great opportunity for anybody and hopefully O'Shawn will, uh, will see that, but yeah, you, we're already thin. Casey, you know, he, he was injured uh, for much of last year and you, you, couldn't count on him, but still he's a body you can throw in there and he has two years of eligibility and yeah. any way you look at it, it's a, it's a loss. And it's a, I think maybe, uh, maybe, uh, I mean, it's, it's a loss. The thing that it comes down to is that it's, it's better now than if he were to leave, you know, in June or July or something like that, where, you know, music yeah. all the all the seats are taken. They still, Nebraska still has a chance to go out there and get some other players. All these spring games are coming toward, toward an end. Players are going to figure out where they fit in because their coaches are going to meet with them. And yeah. so you may, things, again, the timing is everything. And, and, and if it were, it could be a lot worse. Um, and, and if you get Mathis in there and you get a couple other experienced players, um, then you're looking at having a decent D-line. But right now, just the depth is not there. There aren't many players, uh, and you need probably maybe three more, maybe four. I don't know. I, I, the question yeah. is, where do, you, where do you get them? Yeah. I mean, I don't know where – as you said, spring games are coming to a close that you're going to have to get guys – from there, but I don't know it, it, the the NIL thing will help Nebraska over time. I think because of there being only like there's not many other states that I can think of that have uh, only a college football team in the entire state. Most other states right, have a professional point, yeah. team yeah. of some sort because there are 32 NFL teams, and now with the USFL added in, I guess it's only one state really. So I don't know, but um, the 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 like talent level we honestly i don't really care about talent level right now i want guys that can 
work hard and learn, but I want people that are going to be in there. And so we have depth because in the trenches, those are the guys that get injured the most during the season that have the highest probability of getting injured. And that is the most important part in the big 10 um, because these big 10 like Ohio state ha- yeah. can, it, the reason we were so close with them last year is because we stopped their run game. The um, I mean, uh, sorry, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of that the game wrong, but I'm pretty sure like we, we held the run game down to Kenneth Walker at Michigan. We held him to like 60 something yards. He was a Heisman candidate running yep. 100, 150, 170 yards a game. So if our D line is not going to be able to have depth, people are just going to run right through us. Yep. And it doesn't matter who we put up there. They're just going to get blown by. So yeah. I, I, I would like to see, I, I guess talent matters a little bit, but to be a good defensive lineman in the big 10, you have to work really, really hard. And I don't think, honestly, for me, I don't even know if I want Oshawn Mathis here because he's coming from the big 12 where if you look at big 12 scores and sec scores and big 10 scores on a week to week basis, sec scores are like double whatever the scores of um, the, the sec or the big 10 is the big 12 is not known for defense. You could call it the big O it's big offense. It's not big defense. There's Oklahoma was trying to do that. The reason Oklahoma was dominating the big 12 is because they had one of the better defenses. Um, the only problem they had was inconsistency on offense, but we don't need to get into that really. The defensive lines of the average big 12 schools would get absolutely shredded by anyone in the sec, anyone in the big 10, maybe not Rutgers, Illinois, uh, probably, probably Illinois, maybe not Rutgers, Maryland, but they would just get destroyed. So Oshawn Mathis is kind of someone that I think we could bring in. I'm not against him coming to Nebraska. I just, I, I just don't think he would work out really well here because of him playing at TCU for so long on the D line. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's, something that maybe I just haven't watched enough of him yet, but I, I have, I don't know the, the level of defense I've seen from the big 12 over the past four years, um, besides Iowa state and Oklahoma, only the only two I can think of that and Baylor too, uh, with, um, uh, Matt rule and, um, uh, what's this, I forget who their coach is now, but, uh, the defensive coordinator from LSU. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't think Oshawn Mathis would actually work out super well in Nebraska as much as people are hoping he will. I get, I get the point that you need someone to fill a slot. I'm fine with you filling a slot, but you got to go get someone else in the transfer portal. You got to go get someone else in recruiting that is going to be able to fill his spot in a few years once, because this year it's going to be, he's got to have a a steep learning curve uh, for the big 10 for this to be a, a success. Otherwise I think you get, you put backups in there and you, whoever wants to work hardest on the D line is going to get a start on the D line this year. I think that the, the amount of um, quality defensive linemen that are available through transfer portal through recruiting is too high for Nebraska to not have a uh, decent defensive line. I think O'Shawn is, would be coming in as a more of a rush in an outside linebacker. Um, so if he's fast and he's strong and he's quick, 
I think there'd be a place for him. Um, so yes, definitely. I okay. I so I guess I had that wrong. So I thought he was coming in interior G line, but um, no, I, no, I don't think so. He's more of a his, his size is is uh, is more of a rush end. Okay. Guy, but uh, yeah, I, we'll we'll see. Um, and then we were going to talk about uh, Zane uh, Flores. Are yeah, we can talk to him about him now, or yeah, yeah, we can do that for sure. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about uh, Oshan or uh, yeah. Rogers leaving, but um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so Zane Flores, uh, quarterback from Gretna, Nebraska, um, right in Nebraska's backyard, and Grandpa, you and I watched him play and win the Class A state championship yep. Uh, yep. in November yep. uh, with with Gretna over uh, West Side, yep. I believe. Um, in uh, which is a local Omaha school. And um, he, the, the one, the reason we're talking about him is not because it's, it's, it, sorry, the reason we're talking about him is because he is not coming to Nebraska. He has not even gotten an offer from Nebraska. And he's right, it, like recruiting from what I've heard, you have to win your own state. If you don't win your own state, you're not doing a good job of recruiting. I get that Texas, Florida, California, Alabama, all those, Georgia, those Southern states and in California are hotbeds of talent. But if you cannot even, you don't even, they didn't even bother to offer for him. That is what is, that's what the problem is. It's not that I, if they offered and he didn't come, that's fine. He had the option. You didn't even give him the option. I don't know if somehow he communicated to them that he does not want to play at Nebraska, but if you grew up in Nebraska, I'm pretty sure you would want to play at Nebraska uh, for football if you had the opportunity because that's what you've been growing up around and as we were talking about earlier only nebraska is the only show in town really um even though right now it's a ten, uh, the the show's on fire but uh we'll we'll figure that out in a little bit but um yeah what, so grandpa are you as surprised that nebraska did not offer to this kid as as i am uh yeah i i he's a heck of a player i i was Man, I would have, I would have taken him. Well, here's the deal, though, and 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 maybe we'll never find out the the uh, the logic behind that. But you got Mark Whipple, who was recruiting a kid, uh, William, and his nickname is Pop Watson, out of uh, I believe Springfield, Massachusetts. This kid is a run pass uh, option quarterback, um, and you just you, so Whipple knew this kid. From when he's in eighth, well, before that, he was recruiting him. But when, when, of course, when Whipple was at uh, at Pittsburgh, and so I'm sure that that was a that was a conversation that Scott and Mark Whipple had. Like, hey, I'm I really want this kid. Well, we got this kid in Gretna, but probably Frost said, well, listen, you're the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. If you think that he's better than Zane, then and go with him. I mean, you got five scholarship quarterbacks and then you got no Watson. They're going to, you know, he'll be signing in the early signing period in, in December. He'll probably be on campus in January. So there yeah. goes six uh, scholarship quarterbacks. You're not going to keep six scholarship quarterbacks. That's crazy. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, you know, uh, Zane was, was a three-star quarterback. You know, I you can look at film of him, film of him, and you can, wow! I mean, the kid has a great arm. He's a good runner. 
seems to be a great leader and for us not to even be interested in, in him is uh, and the same way with uh, Dylan Mostek, the running back out of Bennington. I, I just, I don't yeah. understand that one at all. I, I know that Nebraska had so few scholarships to offer this, this, uh, uh, you know, 22 recruiting class. I get that. And that's probably what happened with, with Zane and with Dylan. Uh, you just, you just, the numbers yeah. is, it's just, what are you going to do? But yeah, uh, but ain't it? We were going to talk about uh, you know leading into the quarterback room going into the to the fall. We've we've talked about in the past. We've talked about Casey Thompson, obviously, and Chuba, uh, and a little bit about yeah. uh, uh, Logan. But mm-hmm. you know, I the way I see this thing, I, I and I, I did some research on on how Casey did in his years at Texas. And, uh, you know, he's hit and miss. Um, now, we're hoping yeah. that he's a hit, obviously, for Nebraska. But yeah. I, think, I think Casey has a lot to prove to Coach Whipple and to Scott Frost and, and the Husker football program that he's the guy, that he can do it. Um, you know, his passing stats for just last year when, when he, he played, uh, I think he played in five games, um, you know, 2,113 total yards, 63.2% completion rate, 24 touchdowns versus nine interceptions for an 8.1 yard per pass uh, average. Not bad, mm-hmm. not bad. But in the games that he played in last year, Texas, or he was, Texas was one in four. I mean, this was not a stellar, um, you know, Texas team, a classic Texas uh, talented team. So it's going to be interesting. Does he have the potential? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's going to be, you got to show it to me. And he has a lot to prove as, as they all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, he has the most to prove to Nebraska fans, if you think about it, because he's going to be starting. So um, I don't know how long if, so let's, let's put in situ worst possible situation. we, start out where let's see so we have northwestern uh and then two non-conference games against north dakota and uh uh who else and is it north dakota and then oklahoma no 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 you got uh uh was it southeast georgia forgot oh georgia georgia's uh georgia Georgia southern Southern. yeah Yeah. Southern. so say we go in to the oklahoma game uh two and one and we get blown out by Oklahoma. How long do you think that Casey Thompson's going to stay the starter before they give Chuba or Logan a chance in this game? Do they give him, do, is it, if they get blown out by Oklahoma, do you think that Casey Thompson's out and they're going to put Chuba or Logan in for the Indiana game? Or do you think that they'll give him a chance in that Indiana game and try to get it back on track? But I feel like by the time you hit October, you've got to have stuff solidified. Otherwise you're going to, if you, you've already built your base um, say of the, of the building. And if the base is cracked and warped, your building's not going to hold up. So, so if we go into the Oklahoma game one and two and lose to Oklahoma by let's say three scores and the offense isn't doing great. Do you think that people are going to blame that on Casey? Like Nebraska fans, are you thinking they're going to turn on Casey and blame it on him for not playing well? Or do you think that they're going to blame it on whip and 
want and and try and switch up the quarterback order for the next game. Well, you and I both have known over the past four years that Frost just stuck with uh, Adrian Martinez through thick and through thin. I mean, a lot of thin. Uh, and he was, man, it was, I mean, he did. Um, uh, McCaffrey got to start two games. He went one and one in those games. Uh, but he, Frosty, you know, you can say that he's loyal, maybe, and maybe loyal to a fault. But I wonder, uh because we don't know if, if Casey is throwing interceptions, if he's making poor decisions, then you got to yeah. take the guy out of there. But if you're, um, you know, the, the losses because you can't tackle anybody and, uh, you know, they, you know, Casey played last year in the Kansas game and, and that was a loss a 57, 56 loss. Uh, to, yeah. Kansas, Kansas beat them. Yeah. Um, but you look at, you look at uh, uh, Casey's uh, stats and it's like, you know, 10 of, or 30 of 43 for 358 yards, almost 70% completion rate, six touchdowns and one interception. You go with that kid. Uh, it's just, it's, I guess it's just going to be interesting. Um, people who think this quarterback race is over and it's a slam dunk for Casey. I don't think, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, it may be that way, but I don't think it's going to be. And then you got Chuba. Chuba is a is a heck of a player. Um, I think he's well potentially might be better than his brother, uh, who you know started at, at Iowa State. Um, yeah, but, but it, that's another one that's that's hard to to read because he hasn't had that much playing time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he has. He's had even less than Casey has. Right. Um, Casey, we, we can see how he performed. He, Casey, uh, is from Oklahoma and the way he performed for Texas in 2021. So two seasons ago, the, the COVID season against Oklahoma was, um, that was impressive. And that's why I was getting so excited about Casey in the first place, coming to Nebraska, seeing that and seeing when he wants it. You can tell, and his performance goes way up. And it lo- that is the best football I've seen him play um, in his 10 games at Texas. Uh-huh. Texas last year was a train wreck. I don't blame that on him. Yeah. Um, the, the Kansas game, that was their defense breaking down as well as their offense. Uh, first year of Sark, it's not going super well. I think Sark should be on the hot seat this year, but I, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, putting coaches on the hot seat in their second year coaching, so – um, maybe, maybe if he, if he continues, maybe next year, maybe the year after we'll see, but, um, yeah, K- he, Casey Thompson is, he's looking like the answer, as you said, it's not over. Uh, right. I know I've, I've started leaning towards the idea that he's won it. Uh, I, I think I've talked about it in the podcast a few times that I feel like he already has won it, but now looking at his performance in the spring game versus Chubba's and Logan's, um, the, I get that. I mean, they don't want anyone to be injured. I get that. Um, but three for four, 31 yards, 33 yards, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, not super great, but again, we can't really go off that too much. Right. We're just going to have to wait for August 27th. I don't think that there is anything uh, we can, we can say that will change anyone's mind about how good Casey's going to be. We just have to see him perform. So 
And, and as we've been talking about, Northwestern is a pretty good team to go up against to prove yourself because they're not great. I wouldn't even say they're good. They're mediocre, but they're not bad. And their defense is good. So their defense, that's, that's, that's a perennial thing with Northwestern. Their defense is usually pretty good. Um, and I think it'll be back this year. They kind of had an off year last year. Um, but the, I think they'll be back a little bit this year, especially their defense. I don't know about their offense, but I think that if Casey can put up some good numbers against Northwestern um, and then the, I, I don't, I don't think that if Nebraska tries to uh, put it in cruise control through South Dakota and Georgia Southern, they'll probably win those games, but it won't be pretty. They have to keep the focus um, because those two games will be indicative of what team is going to be playing against Oklahoma on the 17th of September. Right. And we'll, we can get into this more as the season approaches. It's in three months uh, or yeah, three, three, three months ish um, is when season kicks off. And um, I guess, I guess four months, but anyway, um, we'll, we'll get into this more, but I think that whatever team for Nebraska shows up in those first three games is going to be the one that shows up against Oklahoma. Um, we kind of saw that last year, but not really Fordham was a hard game to tell Illinois. We looked really bad against, and then Buffalo was closer than it should have been in my opinion uh, for a down Buffalo team. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think I'll say it again, whatever Nebraska team shows up for those first three games is going to be the one that it dictates the pace and play of, and the mentality of the Nebraska team for the Oklahoma game. And then I think for the rest of the season as well. So, yeah. Well, and I, I think something else that you hit on is, is that if Northwestern, if this is another down year for them, they were, they were three and nine last year as well as Nebraska um, that maybe if that, if that game is comfortable and by that you're, you're up in the fourth quarter, you put in a Chuba, you put in a Logan, uh, you put in Heinrich Harburg, uh, uh, you know, you, you throw into those. And then you got another two games to get those players uh, some game time live ammo experience. Uh, and then you go in to, um, to Oklahoma or at, at Lincoln, but you play Oklahoma and then you should, by that time, you get a sense about what those kids, how they're playing under pressure, live ammo. Um, I think you go into that Oklahoma game. Um, certainly coming out of that game, you're going to know more about your team. But going into that, you're going to have a chance to see a lot of kids play uh, on offense and, and defense. Yeah. So, so uh, just keeping players healthy is going to be the paramount thing. So I think – you know, if North Dakota, you know, if Nebraska can play well enough and they get a, a good lead and, uh, and, and Casey's the guy, he's the guy who, who, you know, won it, uh, in Ireland, uh, you, you, you know, set him down and, uh, and, and let's, uh, let somebody else get some experience. Plus you protect the Casey's or the Chuba or whoever, you know, is, gets the, the nod there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, we, Sometimes we tend to overlook Logan Smothers. Uh, he has one start, and then he's an 0-1 as a starter, but th that was – we didn't lose the game because of Logan uh, last year to uh, – Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of talent, and he's not the passer, I don't think, that Purdy is and maybe Thompson. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know that Logan is going to throw for – 
350 yards, uh, you know, uh, maybe under, um, you know, under the tutelage of uh, Whipple, maybe he can change him, improve his passing. I think that's a real possibility. But uh, those are the three top quarterbacks going into this this summer. Uh, and I don't yeah. think a whole lot. But, I, you know, the kid I really like, I like Heinrich Harburg a lot out of Kearney Catholic. Um, dang it. I really like that kid. I think he's a, I think he has tremendous potential, but somebody's going to have to be leaving in that quarterback room. And, uh, yeah. I, and I don't know who it's going to be. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle, um, all summer and, and obviously in fall camp. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if I had to pick someone to leave now, like, the, like now as in I'm picking someone who I think is going to leave, not who I'm telling should leave now. But um, I think that it'll either be Heinrich Harburg or Logan Smothers. If Logan Smothers does not get this backup spot, then I think Harburg will leave. I think Harburg is the smart move for Harburg, I think, is to leave. Um, I, I get that you like him a lot and I, he has a lot of potential and that he grew up in Nebraska playing at Carney Catholic uh, High School. And but he's just there's, there's this quarterback room. Chubba Purdy's got four years of eligibility. Right. There is no he, I, from what I've seen, Heinrich Harburg is not better than Chubba Purdy. And I don't think that he's going to want to wait two years for Casey to leave and then get a chance to beat out Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy if those guys both stay, which I don't think is happening either. I think Logan will Logan or Chubba will leave. I don't think Chubba will leave this year. He'll probably leave next year, if at all. Um, I think Logan Logan should if, – if Logan's going to leave, I think it should be this year because Chubba's not going to leave because he just got here. I don't think Chubba's going to right. – the more you bounce around in the transfer portal, the – worse it looks because that just shows that you can't win starting spots at where you get to pick where you go. If you pick where you, if you pick where you want to go and you don't get the starting job and you, maybe you don't even get the backup job. Like that is yeah, yeah, such right. a blow to your right. resume. So I don't think Chubb is going to leave because that's not smart um, for, for him. In my opinion, if Logan leaves, that doesn't seem like a bad decision to me. Yeah, here's another thing. Uh, Casey Thompson has two years of eligibility. Uh, let's say that he goes out this 22 season. He has a great year. Nebraska goes 10 and 2. They go to a nice bowl game on New Year's. And he says, Yeah, I'm going to enter the NFL, uh, you know, throw my hat in the ring. Then that changes everything. You got Chuba in there and you still got Logan. And then Heinrich is still in the mix if he's still here um that and then in the nebraska is going after dylan riola who is the son of uh husker great uh dominic yeah um you know so there here's another thing i was thinking about with this transfer portal let's say that a dylan uh goes to ohio state and he finds out that's not you know that's not working out for him he can transfer to Nebraska. Let's say Casey Thompson's gone, Chubba Purdy. You don't know what's going to happen injury-wise, you know, all kinds of things that's happened. I think that transfer portal can help and it can hinder a team like Nebraska. You know, Dylan, Dylan could decide to come to Nebraska, and if it doesn't work out, 
he's the top ranked quarterback in the country. He can, you know, he can go wherever the heck he wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that, um, I mean, I don't know, as, as I was saying, Logan leaving is probably the smart move. And, but I don't know if Logan will stay just if, if Nebraska yeah. start having a good year, yeah. like as you're saying, and then Casey Thompson goes, uh, declares for the NFL draft, then it's Chubb and Logan. I, and then I think, I think even if, if Casey Thompson stays for another, for his senior season, I think Logan will leave. If Casey Thompson goes to the NFL draft, I think Harburg will leave yeah. because whoever's going to be that third slot, I think should leave just based on the talent of this quarterback room. Yeah. So the, I mean, I, you would like to see someone like Dylan Riola or, um, Zane Flores get in there, but again, we didn't offer to Zane Flores any hard committed to Oklahoma State, so he, that's probably not going to be an option. So I think that Harburg is going to whoever's going to be in that third spot is going to leave at the end of next year, whoever that may be. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong about that, but that's just what I'm seeing right now. If I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, and I can't think of a reason to stay if you're in that third slot behind all that talent. Because you still have you still have Matt Masker, um, yeah, you got, and then Spencer Arsenault, who's out of uh, Alabama. He's a walk-on from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. He's there. He didn't play in the spring game. He's the only quarterback outside of of uh, Richard Torres. Uh, yeah, not play. And I I still haven't found out what happened with Spencer. Um, is he still with the program? I I, I don't even know that. But uh, yeah, and it's uh, we've seen these. Uh, these stacked uh, quarterback rooms and then you get into the season and uh, man, you're down fighting for your life. Uh, you know, cause people uh, when Scott Frost got here um, you know, we lost two quarterbacks. One of them transferred to uh, O'Brien uh, went to Colorado uh, state. Yeah. And then, um, what's his face went to Oregon state. Oh, Tristan Jebbia. Tristan. Yeah. And uh you know, and then uh, Adrian gets injured, and then you're down to uh, Riker Fife to come yeah. in. It's like, this is crazy. So, you know, it's a lot of things. I know kids want to play, but you never know when that light comes on and it's your it's your turn. Um, yeah, but that th- some kids try to like hot wire the vehicle in order to turn the light on earlier by the by, via the transfer portal. Sure. So, I mean, I I get that. They these kids are all really competitive. Um, they want they want to play. That's why they came to college. They sure. every yes. one of these players wants to play in the NFL. None of them are doing for it for fun because if they were, they would not have decided to go and play in college and go through everything that comes with that, the offseason workouts, all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, as you said, Spencer Arson, I don't know why he wasn't playing in the spring game either. You you said you don't know either. So I mean, yeah, I. Yeah, is he? He has not played a single snap in Husky uniform, I don't think. No. Um, so, I even did he? Was he around for last year's spring game, or he's a he's a redshirt freshman this year? Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, I don't know, I don't know what's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, it'll be something to watch during the season too. I think. Um, I hope that it does not affect Nebraska's play. Because that would be that's the thing I'm most scared for. You can do I don't Casey Thompson could leave next year, but as 
as long as he's not doing it for, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm saying that as a hypothetical, obviously I don't think he will leave next year. If Nebraska doesn't get to a new year's six bowl game, which I don't think realistically they will. Um, And the, um, if, even if Casey Thompson decides to transfer, I, I don't, the talent in this quarterback room can replace that. I don't care what happens with this quarterback room, really. I mean, I do to some degree, but I don't want to affecting Nebraska's play. If it affects Nebraska's play, that is a problem, and they need to get that figured out as soon as possible because, I, I mean, affecting it, the winning counts the most in Nebraska in any sport. You win and that's how you create success. Yep. If you're not winning because of some petty arguments you're having in the locker room or some drama or whatever, so people stop trusting you as a quarterback, that is that is that is a problem. I think Casey's smart enough to – I think all of these guys are smart enough to – if they're going to transfer, they're not going to make it a big deal. They're not going to pull a, a, a Luke McCaffrey on, on Nebraska, really. I, they're not going to – make it a huge deal about like all the drama and everything. They're not going to act like a bunch of eighth grade girls um, about it. So I, I think that it, it'll be interesting to watch during the season, but um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about the quarterback room, Grandpa, if you want to talk nope. on. That's, um, that's about it. Well, well everything's going to, you know, iron itself out come, you know, as you said, by October, we'll know what kind of football team we have. And if yeah. Frost still has a job. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Do you? Uh, we can talk about this a little bit more on later episodes. But do you think that if Nebraska don't have a winning season this year, do you think Scott Frost should be done? I would think there would be. An, I don't. I don't see how you make a, a case that he wouldn't be gone. I, I don't because we've already been through this. Well, we lost eight games by. Uh, one score, uh, you know, it's, we've been, we've been close. Okay. We, we, we've had a year of that. We've got, we've become close in games, but we just end up losing. You got it. Just as you said, you got to have wins. Yeah. You are what your record says you are right now. We're he under Scott Frost. We're 15 and 29 out of yeah. 44 games. We've won 15 of them. Yeah. That yeah. is it's yeah, unconscionable. I, I can't. I, I can't see a, a scenario in which uh, he would be around if uh, if we have a losing season this year. And then I, I don't know how long the fans just hang on, and they're God love them. They're fantastic, best fans in in the world. Um, yeah, even they have uh, a limit. And yeah, uh, but I don't. That, we'll see. Yeah, and I feel like that limit that limit has been reached, and I feel like. So I, I think Scott Frost knows this and that's why he's doing everything that he's doing, but the amount of hype this Nebraska team is getting, if he does not perform, I, I mean, even I think like a seven and six record is a failure with this team Yeah, and the schedule that they have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's, you've got to do something, buddy. I don't, I mean, it's been, it's been four years. You first year you come in there all cocky and you get punched in the face. Yep. by the big 10. And then you're kind of reeling for that for a year. And then you get rid of all your coaches. And now here you are. It's, I mean, he's got to do something this year and it's gotta be soon. 
because the 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 patience of the fans is running out and the it's it's not gonna uh, you don't want to like bill callahan is one i can think of as an example where nebraska fans were not happy with him um for the majority of his tenure and you do not want to um anger these nebraska fans because it will not end up well for you in your future coaching career so yeah i don't i don't know we we can talk about that later as i as i said on a um, as we get close to the season, we can talk about that more. But um, we're, we want to touch on the USFL a little bit because there are some Nebraska players in the USFL, uh, th- three, I believe. So yep. Freedom, Akamolandon, and uh, Josh Banderas, who is um, – we, we interviewed uh, Tom Banderas. So his, his son uh, is playing for the Philadelphia Stars. And um, who's, the, who's the third? Who am I forgetting? Tyron Williams. He's a, oh, he's right. a safety Yes, he's also on the Philadelphia Stars. No, he's on. Um, the oh, sorry, Michigan Panthers. Yes, sorry, and um, Free, Freedom Akamolandon uh, uh, is on the Philadelphia Stars with Josh Mendes as well. Right. Right. Um, so, Grandpa, you thought that uh, what, well, one thing that the USFL is doing differently is that they're playing every single game in the same stadium, and we were talking a little bit before the league started about how that's kind of a cool idea, but now that we've seen it. It's absolutely backfired. I think um, you were you and me were talking, or sorry, uh, you and I were talking about this um, before the the uh, podcast. We before we started recording today, um, but I'll, I'll let you take this away. What do you so playing all the games in the stadium in the same stadium in Birmingham? What are what are what are you seeing as the downsides? Well, the downside is, and, and they had an opening night um, last Saturday night. It was you know, they carefully didn't show you the whole crowd, but they, you know, there were 17,500 fans there, which is okay. And as you said, it was the night before Easter, you know, maybe that affected it. But you think about all the games being played in one stadium, that means it's one city, one group of fans. And so I watched several games. I didn't watch all of them the, the following day. I think there were three games on, two or three games. And you know, you could have shot a cannon off and not hit anybody in any direction. There, there's nobody there. Um, will the Saturday night games be, um, you know, well attended? Yeah, they'll probably be okay. But I, and then, then what is the difference? You got a, a, a team from Michigan. Where do they play? They play in Alabama. You got a team from New Jersey. Where do they play? Alabama. Philadelphia, where do they play? Alabama. It's like, yeah. What is, why do they put, you know, cities or states by the names of the, the teams? It doesn't, unless maybe I'm missing something. We're going to, we're trying to get Josh Banderas on, on this podcast. I think he'll be on uh, hopefully in the next week or two. We can ask him those questions. But, uh, but, you know, yeah. then some of the pluses you got Kevin Kugler is one of the announcers, Brock Heward is a color guy, Joel Klatt, who I have an enormous amount of respect for. He and, and Gus Johnson do, I think, the best uh, color and play-by-play in, in college football. They're, they're, they're great. So they add some real credibility. Mike Riley is a coach of the New Jersey Generals. Um, mm-hmm. not, not that his stature is, uh, is great, but at least there are some, you know, they're getting some coaches in there with, and Kevin Sumlin, 
um, Skip Holtz. Um, there's some other people in there that I, I don't know as well, but uh, yeah, you know, so there yeah. it's, and it gives a, a, a guy like Josh Banderas a chance to get a paycheck playing the game he loves. Yep. And, you know, would, would that lead to an NFL offer? Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that these guys are kind of like, this is, I was listening to a podcast about this. It's called Crane and Company. It's on the, uh, through the Daily Wire network. Um, there, I would recommend go listen to them. They cover all sports, um, basically. So they touch on this a little bit uh, after the first weekend of USFL stuff. And um, the, they were, they were saying that, that like some people were saying that um, this could be a feeder league for the NFL, but they were saying that that would never work. And I agree with them. I think that this being a feeder league for the NFL would not work. It's not going to be like the NBA G League um, or sorry, not the NBA. It's just the G League, uh, I think. And then so just where you can play instead of going to college and then playing the NFL. It could be interesting. Um, it, but I mean, as you, it, there's going to be some people that are going to be called up from the uh, um from the USFL to the NFL, it makes sense because you prove yourself here and then you prove yourself in the NFL. I don't know. It's kind of like a Kurt Warner story kind of thing, except he played arena football. So much different uh, than the USFL. But what I do like about the USFL, USFL is that they try to be a genuine league. Um, the XFL, which is starting next year, is owned by the the Rock, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. And uh, I forget who else. Some uh, uh, It was some other lady that um, is also an ownership of it, but they're going to do more weird things. Um, so I, what's cool about the USFL, I think is the, the, the drone shots and the helmet cams and so like all the different camera stuff that they do. Um, and um, the hearing the coach calling the play to the team, you can't really tell what they're, what you can't really tell what they're calling obviously, because you don't know what they're talking about with all the code words and stuff like that, but it's just cool to hear that. Um, so that, I mean, they're doing some things, right. I think if, I think the USFL could be a success if they expand from more than just Alabama. And I wonder if they'll learn that after this season, I hope that they have enough money left after this season to, uh, make it until next year, because it would be awesome to have two spring games going on. My mom would hate that. Cause I never stopped watching football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about the USFL grandpa? No, I'll uh, just have to look forward to seeing how that thing goes. But uh, we pr- we're probably running out of time there, don't you th- figure? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was just about to start wrapping this up. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all that I have about Nebraska stuff. I mean, as we, as we were saying, whatever team we have in October uh, is going to be the team that's going to show up the rest of the year. And I hope it's, I hope it's a good team. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, and – you talk receivers, running backs. You know, I haven't we gotten that far ahead yet. Probably running backs. Uh, running back room would probably be a good good place to. Yeah. So. To yeah. Yeah, that will probably take the entire time as well. So yeah. yeah, we'll be back next week with some running back uh, rooms. And uh, before we sign off here, uh, make sure if you haven't yet, leave a five star review for us. That helps us um bring you more of what you guys uh love listening to but as we always say this is your guys' show not ours so uh we we won't have the success that uh we have if if you guys aren't listening so tell your friends tell your enemies tell people you don't talk to anymore um 
start talking to them about this podcast uh, and then maybe we can talk to them more. So, yeah. Uh, and then as always, if you have any questions for us uh, about anything pertaining to Nebraska football, we'd love to do a listener question show at some point, uh, especially since there's not a lot going on during the season. Uh, any opinions, even if you want to add in information about something that we screwed up uh, or something that you think um, if you like, don't dis- if you disagree with us on something, um, email, you can email all of that stuff to, uh, W R S W podcast at gmail.com. That is all lowercase and, uh, W R S W podcast is one word. Um, that's all I have. Um, I know I've been talking, kind of trying to get a live show at some point. Uh, I'll try to figure that out. Maybe we do that during the season or something. I'll have to talk with you about that grandpa. Uh, and then, well, I mean, we want to try to, uh, get more interaction from you guys. So uh, I've been thinking about trying to start some social media page or something like that, that you guys can follow. Um, I did post on our, our website. Uh, I did post links to, uh, or I, I posted a link to uh, grandpa's articles that he writes. If you want more Nebraska coverage, that should be at the bottom of our website. Um, and which you can find through the uh, Apple podcast app or wherever you're listening, there should be a link. Um, in the show notes there or in the details of our podcast somewhere there should be a link to the website where you can check those out if you want to uh, i don't have anything else grandpa anything else you want to add nope just uh happy trails and go big red <laughs> all right uh, we will be back next week with some running back talk and uh yeah go big red and we will talk to you guys next week.